Hey guys, welcome back to the 429 Podcast. I'm 4. I'm 2. And I'm 9. And today, we're going to be talking about personal projects. So, what do we mean by personal projects, right? So, you know, everyone, you know, if you've been following us at all, you already know that we're software engineers. We like to build things, kind of, you know, do cool projects, whatever. So Define cool. Well, cool. I mean, I guess what's cool to us cool might to not us. be cool to you, okay. but that's um, <laughs> so, gonna be clear. Gonna be clear. Let's, 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 let's maybe we'll specify as nerd cool. I think that's yeah. Like, that's a if good nine's term. working on a project, I find it completely nerdy. But if I'm working on it, it's cool. You know? Oh yeah, yeah sure, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Him and his mirror, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so you know, as computer scientists and engineers, personal projects for us, you know, typically they're gonna mean, oh, uh, we have some cool problem we want to try and solve. We have some, I don't know. Maybe you want to try and build some cool devices or something just for fun or maybe use use code to, you know, make our hobbies better or our lives easier, right? This is mm-hmm. typically what we mean when we say personal projects. And a lot of the time, sometimes they're not even for, like, I guess, for fun. Sometimes it's to learn, right? And we want to do a project just that we can pick up a new skill, right? Maybe I want to get really good with React, so I'll just go out and start a, start building a web page, right? Like I'll put a personal portfolio web page or something or just some random stuff to learn it better. Uh, personal projects tend to be a really, really great way for computer scientists, software engineers, and other people you know, in lateral industries to kind of get better and learn different things they didn't know before. So I think that's pretty a, pretty much a, a good good idea of what personal projects is. Do you guys have anything you want to add? Uh, I would say, just to note in the beginning, um, we should make clear that this is not only for people who are in the computer science field yeah. or even engineering. I, anyone can really be doing these okay. projects we'd be talking about or should be interested in doing projects. Yeah, you never know when you want to do a career change. You never know if even if you don't want to do a career change, you might find a lot of enjoyment in you know doing these as hobbies and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're right. Let's think. Let's think about it. Right. Let's say. Let's say maybe you're in into art and you want to learn how to sculpt. Right. Maybe you normally paint, but you want to learn to sculpt. Only way you yeah. can learn that skill is by, you know, doing a new project, right? Let's say maybe you you want to get better at welding, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? Start a new personal project, right? Like, these are all really good ways of kind of just like skill learning and, you know, maybe it's a hobby of yours. You can just start doing things for fun as a hobby as well, but... If, yeah, even like, if you guys you... don't know this, but like one of my big personal projects, right, is actually outside of software engineering realm, right? I like doing a lot of construction, hands-on construction work, right? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like... Like like floorboards and stuff like that, uh, caulking, painting, right? All these like little like tiny projects. I don't have as much time to do them as I used to, right? But mm-hmm. like I love doing all that kind of stuff because it, it's kind of like it's kind of like real life software engineering for me, where it's kind of yeah. just like putting everything together and seeing the end result. And except except from seeing my code run, I'm actually just living in it, right? And uh, so that's actually the biggest difference for me in terms of that. But I love doing all that construction stuff and like Dude, I had that no tinkering. Idea you were into that stuff. I actually had no yeah. idea. Yeah. All right. Well, I have yeah, yeah like, you I... Guys, like you guys been to my house. You guys know the bathroom I have by my room. Yeah. Yeah. I paint. I painted that whole thing. I um, worked on some of the like basic plumbing before we got a plumber to come in and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then like my room recently when we had that huge uh, um, issue also I told you about I told you guys about right mm-hmm. I had lifted up all I had to get all the floorboards out again get yeah. the caulking I still have to caulk everything back up but like all the floorboards are back in now and everything too so it's been it's been fun like that stuff is just interesting oh, okay all right it's tiring as hell though I'm, I'm I'm glad you really enjoy that because remember when my basement had a little bit of a leak a couple of weeks ago well uh. Uh, my, my floor <laughs> panels still need to be replaced and I have a couple of wall panels that need to go back up so. Maybe I can if you enjoy it, I'm not, I mean, yeah. If you enjoy it, I mean, might as well. Yeah, exactly. Might right? as well, right? <laughs> it's, fun. it's fun for you, so might as well. All right. Uh, anyway, like we said, I mean, they don't have to be hobbies, right? So the the question mm-hmm. here is: do do your personal projects have to be hobby related? And I don't think they do. Like, they can be enjoyable for you, but like I said, they can also be specifically for a learning experience that have an end goal in mind, right? Like, you know, I mean, can we really define hobby here? Like, what do you like? What do we mean? Is a hobby something we do consistently or is it just something like... Uh, I think a hobby is something done sort of consistently. I think it's something you enjoy doing in your free time. Yeah. So it's something you kind of look forward to when you have an available free time. That's, for me, considered a hobby. And a hobby could or cannot be a learning experience. It doesn't always have to be in a learning experience. You know what I'm saying? Like if you do um, like train modeling, right? Yep. That could be a learning experience, but most likely a lot of the things you learn in that won't be applicable to your, you know, everyday life or your career, just depending on your career you're in. 
here, you know, here would be my my definition of this, right? I would say that a personal project doesn't have to be part of your hobby, but actually, I'm sorry, I have no idea where I'm going with that. You guys can continue. You guys can continue. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think a hobby compasses all, but a personal project is within a, a hobby, right? So a personal project is like a, a specific hobby, yeah, most likely, you know, because a hobby. If you think about it, it's just it's just something you look forward to in your free time, and most likely if you're diving into in a personal project, it's you're you're doing it in your own free yep. time. You're doing it because you want to learn. I remember what I was going to say now. I was okay. going to say that so. your hobbies can be part of your personal project, but just because you're doing a personal project in something doesn't mean that it's a hobby. That's what I was trying to get at. Uh, okay, I see your point. Okay, you know, so like, let's say I really wanted to learn how to use React to build a web page. Maybe I'll do that, and I'll make a small React personal project to help me learn that. But, however, you know, it might not be a hobby of mine to build web pages, right? That's that's what I was trying to say. Mm, got it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can see that point of view. So, but, th- let's think about this as well, right? Are personal projects totally technical? Like, you know, I guess... No. No. No, no. I mean, two gave us an idea of one, right? If you think about it. Yep. A, a lot of construction... Well, a lot of construction projects are personal projects, like redoing your back. Yeah, like DIY stuff is all personal yeah. stuff, you know? But not a lot of them are technical. I mean, think of it also, my, my a lot of my personal projects are kind of like uh, music-related, right? Yep. Kind of yeah. building up a library and kind of listening to tracks and stuff like that. That's not really that Hunting down old iPods that people don't want anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of the technical, to be honest, but... I mean, they don't have to be that technical. Well, let's define technical, right? Because your definition of technical might be different than someone else's, right? What do you think? You, what do you think the, the word technical means? Me, when I'm thinking technical, it's software engineering. Yeah, I agree. Blank, right? I, I, I with you. That's my first thought. But like, it's just, are you writing code? Yes, it's technical. Or are you dealing with like some circuitry and circuit boards and stuff? <laughs> Excuse me. Bless then you. it's technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If you're not dealing with any of that stuff. All right, it's not really technical. I would say it's if it's not technical if it involves a computer literacy of an average person, you know, like surfing the web or like uh, be able to use go on YouTube. You know, these te- I, yeah. they're technically, but they're not they're not like specifically technical. Like you don't need to research and learn these things. You kind of like learn it. But let's look about this, right? You, we're talking about construction, yeah. possible construction projects is here, right? So what about like uh, let, let, let's say that you like architecting buildings or whatever right and you know maybe you're not using a computer for that you can do calculations by hand i mean that doesn't necessarily fit exactly what i think of when i think of a technical technical something like something being technical but i mean having to do all those calculations and And all those statistics and all the math right so i want to say like a caveat with the technical piece that i gave right it's like majority of your time is not spent on technical stuff is what I want to really emphasize, also, right? Like, also, yeah. that's a possible way of doing it. There's also people who just don't do it that technical way. So Yeah, uh, like me. I just kind of stick it to a wall and hope it fits. Yeah, like the fact that there, you can do it without that technical uh, path means that it's not by nature not really technical. You just made it into a technical thing. Also, it doesn't fit 90% of the time from my mm-hmm. experience. So there's lots of cutting involved. Yeah, <laughs> no, it fits. So what, what, like, what are yeah, some of your like, guys' most memorable projects? Oh, man. Um, like side projects? Yes. Personal projects, whatever. Honestly, one big one right now is like this that we're doing now, this podcast. I don't know if you would define it as a hobby or not a hobby or whatever it may be, right? But outside this podcast, you know, like besides the recording aspect and like, you know, how Nine does editing and stuff like that, right? I'm looking for like sourcing or um, like when we're looking for tech cast stuff, like all those news articles and stuff. It's keeping me engaged. And all that stuff, mm-hmm. which is a welcome break from everything I do day to day, right? Absolutely. So it's like the main reason I love doing this podcast, the main reason like we continuously do this podcast, right? At least for me personally, is just it's not technical, right? Like I'm not sitting here writing code. I'm literally like walking around my house and yep. just and just on my phone recording, right? Yep. So that's I think the biggest advantage for me because it's like it lets me get a little bit of exercise in because I've gotten fat. <laughs> but the other advantage is that, like, it's not technical. I don't need to sit down, technically hammer away some code details, some bugs, some exceptions, or some stuff like that, right? Absolutely. Like, it's a well, it's a welcome change of pace and a welcome break, I would say, right? Yep. So, and then a bunch of other side projects I have on my list that I want to do, right? To be honest, I don't know, like, 
why I haven't done them yet. Besides, you know, I keep making BS excuses that like, oh, I don't have the time or whatever, right? But like, it could also be like technical burnout's a real thing, right? Mm -hmm. It could be that I'm facing technical burnout, right? And it's like, I just don't want to be near code. I'd rather just be outside walking around or driving around or whatever it may be than actually sit at my desk for another four more hours and write some code, you know? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, but other memorable projects, right? Um, man, like, I would say some of the hackathon stuff we've done, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you would classify that as side projects, but we turned one of them into, like, a business case competition, right? Back in college, which was interesting. Yep. I mean, we completely lost, but I still think the idea was very, very full of merit. Um, and then uh, a bunch of a uh, bunch of other stuff, like, I guess you could say one of my current projects would probably be the Among Us video games I've been playing. It's a lot of a personal project for me. <laughs> for, um, playing playing those games and kicking ass and uh, dying and getting killed every time in electrical, but it's fine, right? Like we we get in there, like so, yeah. Nine, what about you? Um, some of the earliest side projects I can think of that are pretty memorable are like the the, the silliest ones. You know, not nothing really that uh, useful, but for me, kind of like I had fun doing it, and and the outcome was kind of funny. Uh, like the duplicate lyric project I made yep. long ago. Mm -hmm. That one was, in retrospect, very useless. You know, I, I, one, one in the music industry can already tell you a lot of lyrics in a song is repetitive and duplicated. But just seeing it, seeing how some of the most popular songs are how often their lyrics are just repeated and repeated yep. was pretty fascinating. Um, I had this Reddit bot that I made that just gave me deals and stuff. That was pretty nice, too. Um I think a lot of my projects encompass either the, the category of being really silly or being somewhat usable in some like, but only specific to me, you know, <laughs> not, not, not usable in like this would help millions of people or this would uh, make so many people happy. It'd just be like, how do I make my daily life yep. easier? Yeah, nine, nine's like, hey, save the world. Nah, nah. Can I get another three dollars cheaper on this bottle of water, real quick? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a selfish kind of man. I'm uh, sadly. I, I, every time I think of like a project that could probably save people, help people, I just think like there's probably someone out there that can do it better than me, and I'm just making it harder for everyone in the process by just going that route. Maybe I should not have that idea, but that's just always the mentality I go with. Like, someone out there is probably doing it already and like way better than I am. Yeah. I think you know? the biggest thing I think the biggest thing that you emphasize with that one too, right? It's like a passion kind of thing, right? Like yeah. like I just emphasized technical burnout is real uh, like real like if you combine the amount of hours us three work in a week, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking anywhere at the base minimum of maybe 180 to a max of maybe 300, right? Yeah. So it's like that's a that's a huge chunk of time, right? Literally cities are built in that that amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like it makes you really just like get really burned out from all that throughout the week and then you spend your weekends either relaxing sleeping working on like some personal thing that you're passionate about right mm -hmm. or you're trying to go do a technical side thing to just make yourself more useful to society but even then like how many weekends can you really do that technical side thing without getting tired right absolutely so it's all that whole personal personal project basis thing right it's all this whole technical burnout aspect mm -hmm. which we can go into later into the podcast if we have time remaining at the end yeah. right so let's but well, let's keep going. But so, yeah. um, <laughs> four, what are some of your most memorable projects? So I mean, you guys know I have a fair, I have a, quite a few personal projects I've I wor I've worked on, and I have a, quite a few that I'm kind of sitting on right now, actually, still trying to kind of work through. But you know, like uh, mm -hmm. like two said, we're just we've been very very busy, so some of my stuff has been put on halt while I'm busy elsewhere. But um, I think probably one of the most useful ones I did for myself and my favorite ones that maybe it's not directly like totally tech technical but i think it's definitely at least partially technical um and i mean it was a lot of fun to, to actually get together so that's my yeah. that's my that's my home server my nas and kind of just other stuff I've, I've i've built on it right so this was probably maybe a year ago at this point i decided one day i was like huh I was like, I really kind of want a home server. I, and like, I've, I'd been thinking about it maybe a little bit before that, but for the most part, it was like really spur of the moment. And like, I just picked myself up and like, I went over to the computer store and I'm walking around like, okay, how cheap can I build an ass for 
for whatever like they have here on the shelf right now? Like if I was to build one right now, how much would I have to spend to walk out the door with a usable computer and, you know, maybe like at least eight terabytes of storage or some, something like that. And so I was like, okay, whatever, let's, let's look for it. And I'm walking around and, you know, all of a sudden I'm seeing some really good deals and, you know, I found out that there was a deal for like, oh, you can get a motherboard and a CPU and you save like 60 bucks or something. And then like, I found that the hard drive was on sale for like 30% off and I was like, Man, I can't walk out of this store right now and pass up all these great deals. So I ended up. Deal, you sound like nine right now. I know I do. I know I do. Well, this is. I don't this... go to the store. I know they get me there. This was this was totally. It, it was totally like it really was such a good deal, and like the deal is what made me pull the trigger because I was like, you know, if I wanted to get something really good with that much storage and like actually have it be usable, I was thinking I probably have to spend more than I did. I think I actually ended up spending like two fifty or something, and like I have my NAS now completely built. It's you know. 8 gigs of RAM, a half-decent processor, 8 terabytes of storage. Like, the only thing I need to work on is just expanding my storage. So that way I can use um, RAID to get some better data backup going. But, you know, I get it home finally, I get it together. What did I, I forget what I put on it. Some Linux operating system and... I think you told us you put Ubuntu on it, but the non-UI version. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that was it. Um but you know now it's just but like I said like see that's like that was like a passion right see that was like a passion like a change of pace kind of project kind of thing and I think that's what I would emphasize with some of these projects you know like it's it's also like a continuing project right because not only do I have to get it home and build it but you know I put Plex on it now so that way I can stream all my photos and videos and backups and stuff on any of the smart TVs in my house um I used some uh what did I call some some custom some custom printing features that way I can connect printers to it that don't offer Wi-Fi printing directly, right? Um, you know, what, what else do I have on it right now? Um, uh, I have some small applications that just give me, like, reminders of certain things on certain dates that recur, right? So, I mean... Yeah, you were also going to add, like, your sprinkler system to it, too. Yeah, that's another thing I was thinking about doing was hooking up to my sprinklers. That way I could control my sprinklers from, you know, anywhere in anywhere. my house or even anywhere in the world if I'm connected to it, right? So, it was... It was just a really cool personal project and like kind of the sky's the limit with it because now I have it. It doesn't cost me a dollar to host anything on it because it's mine. And I mean, I keep it running there. I mean, maybe it costs a couple dollars a month for um, for power it. draw, but I mean, I got a pretty decent power supply to make sure that it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. So like that was kind of a, a, pe- a personal project that just keeps on giving. And outside yeah. of that, you guys know that I'm pretty into like IoT. So, you know... Um, I mean, nine. You know, we had a class together regarding a lot of this, so I built yeah. some things regarding like RFID and like keypad locking. And I know you have you did some of that also. Um, I did some stuff regarding. Oh yeah, I, I literally built a kind of makeshift ventilator, quote unquote, where I took an ambu bag, a servo motor. I turned the servo motor into or not a servo motor, a stepper motor, and turned the stepper motor into a linear actuator, so that I could increase the amount of uh, force it was able to output in a single direction without needing a stronger motor. And I was able to actually. Side note: If any of you guys don't know what four is saying, that's fine. Me and nine still don't know because keep going four. Like... Okay. Well, anyway, then I got a motor controller hooked it up to a DC power supply. I know what he's saying. And I was able to like compress this ambu bag and generate a certain amount of force of like cubic liters of air that would come out, and then you know it would retract itself, and then just keep pushing it, and it would just keep going, right? So, and then was this going to be a, a a perfect solution? Um, to something like, you know, the ventilator shortage. Obviously, it wasn't a perfect solution, but, I mean, I was just kind of interested in seeing what I could come up with that might have been half-decent, right? And, I mean, when you've got people literally, like, dying, um, like, if I can come up with something that might be able to keep someone alive for an extra day, you know, there was no reason why your big medical corporations shouldn't be able to do something something similar. Uh, so, so I see, you know, like... So you do like saving the world, whereas Nine here, on the other hand, just wants to save another dollar. I see I see where priorities <laughs> lie here, Nine. I really well, see this. Well, that's true. But don't forget, if <laughs> also save a couple dollars through that NAS server, so he's not Absolutely. free of guilt. Absolutely. So, you know, the guilt gets us all, too. So don't think that you're above us all. And I think I've got oh, two God. kind of personal projects I'm working on right now. One of them is, so you guys just heard me talk about my leaky basement before, which is fixed now, but... You know, it's the second time we've had a leak down here, probably in the last maybe like six so years. Or two is going to come over soon. Two so, I'm trying to get my take Home this Depot water, card all right to go. <laughs> I have this water detector, and I want to hook it up to a 
Raspberry Pi Zero or maybe a Wi-Fi version of the Arduino. That way I can have it tell my NAS when there's a leak and I can have it call me or email me or something and bam, I'll immediately know, hey, for your basement's leaking, like come fix it now, please. You know, and then besides well, that... I'm as like, the water gets higher, please. Please, please, please. Please, please. All of a sudden, the signal just shuts off and I stop getting emails. <laughs> but, and then outside of that, my last personal project, which is kind of more for, you know, I want to upkeep my skill set in, in the cybersecurity realm. Um, and it also kind of, you know, adds personal value to me and it's just something that's interesting to me. Uh, I recently bought a study guide for the CISSP which is the Certified Information Systems um, and Security Professional, I believe, something sure. like that. Um, <laughs> sure. And that's a kind of like highly sought after cybersecurity certification. And now I don't know what he's talking about. You're right. You know, now, now <laughs> I, I just bought a textbook for that. I'm going to try and kind of maybe study a little bit when I have free time. That way I can maybe get that certification, which would be kind of cool. Honestly, that's pretty all excited. That makes me realize that I should probably do more cyber. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like, I compared to you guys, I've been a complete bum when it comes to side projects now, I guess, besides this podcast. So, like... To be fair, I do have a lot of side projects, but the amount of usefulness each of them have is very low. <laughs> the amount of motivation I have to do side projects right now is not very high. I will be honest there. Mm-hmm. Well, we should talk about that. We should talk about, like, why why we do these side projects. You know, like, what's the primary drive? They're, it's different, I think, per project, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think when we were doing side projects in college and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. We we still had that like, like we still did our technical work for our homework and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like we still had some free time left over. We were all hanging out, like, huh? Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? And we yeah, kind of just time. started experimenting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's been the biggest difference because now that you're at uh, a full time position, it's kind of harder to make time for side projects and allocate your time for that, just because like. You get tired at the end of the day and at the end of the week, right? You have to also worry about dinner. Excuse me. And then if you're commuting at the, at this time, you, you know, like you're commuting and everything. So it makes, it makes time for other things really hard. And then if you don't allocate time for yourself to like, you know, wind down at the end of the night, right? Yeah. Um, you got to work out. You got to shop. You got to eat. And there's blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. It's like just more adulting. It's like just, yeah. And it's like it's kind of just run out, run its course and like the amount of time we have right now. Like for example, if I have like a day off or something, yeah, maybe I'll relax for half the day. But the other half of the day, I may just start experimenting on something like stupid. Right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And I think that's the big, biggest difference. I guess your PTO is really just that time off that we had in college that we could just go and experiment with it. Now in college, you know, for us, for example, though, like we didn't really strictly adhere to that three hours, you know, for every one credit you have to study and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we had our free time to like experiment around or do anything. Or we were all sitting in the lab coming up with stupid ideas. Right. And like, mm-hmm. we see it now, like if you look at all our, our friend group, right. They're still doing side projects. They're still experimenting. They're still doing like stupid shit. Right. But like us on the other hand, like by the time they tell us like, even hop on for a video game at the end of the night, we're like, bro, we're exhausted. Like I'm done for tonight. Right. <laughs> And so it's kind of a, and it's kind of just that main difference, I think, is really shaken up. Do I want to make, allocate more time for side projects? Yes. And I'm trying to do that. But first, you know, other priorities are taking place at the moment over that. So that's just, yep. at least for my personal situation. Yeah, I don't know. You guys? I, I think it's an important thing to note that also in college, we weren't always just doing the technical software stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we do what we had classes like reading, we had math, we had other stuff. And even if we did have all CS classes, math. we weren't always we weren't always <laughs> doing um projects. You know, a lot of a lot of CS classes were just all theoretical or they were just more of like on classes but no like big projects, you know, just smaller projects. So we had more free time. We yeah, didn't feel and- like burned out as often at home we did, you know. And then the other thing to like emphasize with that too is like there's a difference if like you love what you do and you don't love what you do, right? Yeah. Like us three, I would say, are very fortunate in that we love what we do. We enjoy uh, building, you know, working. We actually like thoroughly enjoy like our jobs and working, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's been our biggest difference because, you know, I say that we're putting in anywhere between 180 to 300 hours a week combined on that, right? But that's willingly doing that, right? It's not because we have not... to. No one would notice. Yeah. We, we wouldn't get reamed out if we're putting in, you know, less work than that, but... Yeah, but we just choose to because, like, we're stuck on a problem and it's, like, clock's five o'clock. I could easily just be like, no, I'll deal with it tomorrow. But 
you know, me, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to leave it. I start tinkering with it. And then, you know, it just it's just a mountain out of a molehill, right? You just get deeper and deeper into a problem. And then next thing you know, it's 3 a.m. Right? If I leave that so, book, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it for the rest of the night anyway. It's going to be exactly. on my mind anyway. Exactly. So it just made sense. And we enjoy what we do. So that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Now, for example, if we didn't enjoy what we do and we're working 40 hours a week, right? I think we definitely have a little bit more time for side projects because, or at least in my case, I'd have more time to exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like So um, I think that would definitely be the biggest difference there. But right now, it's just because we're thoroughly enjoying what we're doing and everything, I think that's what's really causing us to like withdraw from all these side projects and like studying and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's been the biggest difference, at least in from my perspective in my realm. I would say that's pretty much true. Um, I think we have a tendency to pretty much go above and beyond and we tend to feel the effects of that way later on. Yeah. Uh, We don't like half-assing shit. We don't like half-assing stuff. And usually it burns us out way later on after we realize what we've done, but we'll still gladly do it again and again and not learn our lesson. <laughs> um, but That's I mean, we learned so much during that burnout. I mean, yeah, that we, pre-burnout we learned, phase, you know? we learned a lot. And uh, like you said, we'll keep repeating. We, we enjoy doing it. It's not like we don't like if I didn't enjoy doing it, I wouldn't go run the clock until eight or 9 PM sometimes. And, you know, still go gladly go back into it the next morning. Like, you guys uh, remember I, how much time we put into our theses and, and to our senior project? Like, you know, we were putting way more time than required into that. Like, I mean, way more time than required. I mean, there were some weeks that, you know, we were, I was treating there those. There some weeks I didn't sleep. Yeah, like, literally, like, some literally people didn't we were even treating understand. those like a job. Like, literally, some people didn't even hours. understand our projects that we repeated to them. And we're not talking about, like, average people. We're, like, talking we're talking about, about professors. Like, we're talking about some professors. Like, didn't understand <laughs> the project premise when we explained to them. It was, and just, like, it was just different, right? It was really specific to what we were working on. And we just had, you know, by the end of the project, we had so much, like, I guess, experience in the field that, you know, it was just really specific. And you really needed to kind of take a deep dive on it to really understand it. 100%, yeah. 100%. But, like, what I was saying, primarily going back to it, is that even if we did, like, probably 5 or 6 p.m., another thing we, we should keep in mind that during those hours that we're working intensely, we're, we're only doing, like, CS stuff. So, you know, it's hard to, like, relax by doing a hobby with more mm-hmm. CS stuff, you know, because yeah. you're kind of, like, really intense, using all your power. And um, on during you know the work hours, it's hard to relax. And most most hobbies are kind of too relaxy, you know. And like people don't realize that like, yes, we're programming, but there's a lot of thinking that's involved in programming. Like people have the assumption programmers are like the fastest typers. Like I had so many people go to me the other day, right? They were like, all right, so like we had we were playing a card game. They're like, okay, who can type the fastest, right? Everyone nominated me because I program on a day to day basis. I'm like, no, like. <laughs> I, I'm, the, I'm one of the slowest typers, right? Because as I'm typing a line of code or what a line of whatever it may be, first I'm deleting half of it every time. But the second aspect is also like I'm thinking at the same time what to write, right? It's not just busting out code left and right. It's a lot of thinking, running, and then especially, you know, I've been doing a little bit of UI and Python work recently, right? Mm-hmm. So it's running it, seeing what the result looks like, Googling my mistake, Right. Or if I was doing uh, React, right, and 9, I'm sure you're more familiar with this, right? You know, I'm waiting for the DOM to come back up, seeing how everything's messed up, change one, like, little, like, parenthesis I have, and then just watch it render again, right? Yep. Most it's... of my time is not even typing. It's just waiting for the DOM to reload. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's been the biggest thing, right? It's not – we're not fast typers, but a lot of the work that we do is very, like – Thinking heavy. We're not fast typers. We're fast Googlers. That, that's, yeah, that's, that I can agree with you. We know Google inside out. I, mean, uh, I, 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 have, think, I think I do type pretty fast, though. I've got to tell you. i got to tell you. I'm pretty happy with my typing speed. I mean, I, I, I want to say I pride myself on my typing speed, but I think I have a, maybe above average typing speed. Yeah. But it, it, it comes and goes. Like, there's days where I'm like typing. I feel like I'm uh, initial Dean. The day and like just drifting with my, I feel like there's smoke coming out of my fingertips. The keyboard and then also absolutely where, matters. Yeah, yeah, and but there's days I where agree. I'm like, I'm like an old man, like H, <laughs> I. Oh man, I, I spelled J. Freaking <laughs> damn it! Like, <laughs> but there's definitely, but there. I mean, typing speed is hand to hand with programming, hundred yeah. percent. But it's you don't have. It's not exactly 
one to one. You don't need. And, to be you know, a lot of people ask like, why why do programmers still use like these old ass machines and everything, right? Like, why am I still on like my laptop from 2012, for example, when I work sometimes, right? Yeah. You're just so used to the keyboard, the feel, and because we customized it and made it, you know, ours, it's kind of just not your standard laptop I can pull off the street or anything, right? It's kind of my laptop, like my comfort zone, my whatever I'm doing on it, right? It's kind of, I've developed, I guess, a personal connection with it, right? So it's like, I guess that's the whole aspect there, right? I don't have that issue personally. I'll yeah, go, really? I, 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 if I get a better laptop tomorrow, I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I take away your mechanical keyboard right now from your desk, how would you feel? I'd buy, buy the same one. I'd, yeah, I'd probably go buy another <laughs> one. Um, another one or same one? I kind of have an idea of what I like. Usually I like brown switches. Like I got a Best Buy gift card burning a hole in my pocket right now, and I'm deciding like, huh, <laughs> do I get a new keyboard or should I get a TV for my room? I don't know. Don't know what to do. more RAM for your NAS. See the the difference between you and I too. The difference between you and I too is that you you're 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 attuned to your keyboard because you're like you're sentimental. You love it. You don't know why you love it, but you love it. I know exactly why I like my mechanical keyboard. They're brown switches. They work great. They're hybrid, and I love the typing speed. I can get feedback. Let me see. I know. I'm currently rocking. What are these Cherry MX Reds right now? I'm like those are the those are the most clicky ones, right? No, those are blues and greens. These are like blues and greens. Yeah, those are like quieter ones, right? Yeah. I don't like those. I need to be clicked. That's why I like brown. It's like a, a mix in the middle. It's like between red and blue. I love those. We could go, I, 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 I could talk in an hour about mechanical keyboard. Well, we will then. Let's go ahead. That's it. We're changing the episode topic right now. <laughs> right now? All right, let's go. No, no. I just got, no, a, Logitech no. Gaming, uh, I got a Logitech gaming mechanical keyboard the other day, actually, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what kind of switches there are? No. No. Are you I just, got it. I just got it because it matched my mouse. Um, you fool. You know, for some people, mechanical keyboards are a hobby. You can actually custom make them if you get a frame and the chipset. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, I'm in that subreddit. I'm in that subreddit. I'm in that subreddit. I know exactly. I have coworkers who actually made their custom keyboards. Yeah, and, like they're using it for I, work right now. I was thinking about doing it for the longest time until you figure out how much you have to sink in to make even one. It's an no, expensive hobby. It is a very expensive hobby. It's a very expensive oh. hobby. You're talking about to make at least a standard starter keyboard. You're running at least three hundred dollars. Yeah, see, I don't know about that one, Chief. That's a little yeah. expensive for me. Yeah, yeah. I've been in that. I've been in that community of uh, of key, mechanical keyboards and stuff like that for I would say two years now. Yep. Right. I I know. I've seen a lot of very nice custom keyboards with different frames, different switches. Uh, some of them primarily just for their color scheme. People just make uh, one because they wanted to match their whole desk. Like literally spend RGB, $300. RGB, RGB, RGB. Some people with really nice wiring. Like why you have no idea how important wiring Ready is. Ready cables, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you're talking about at least three or $500 to make one. See, my mechanical takes... keyboard is actually very old. Um, my mecha- I, got, I have the Corsair, I think it's the K95 with the extended 18 key macro macro buttons. Yeah. And I actually don't have RGB on this. I only have white LEDs. Interesting. So, like, RGBs have, have been the standard RGB. for, like, years at this point. I'm pretty sure I got this keyboard, like, five, six, maybe even seven years ago. I don't know. Can't quite remember. Mine, mine's a Razer. They don't even make it anymore. It's a Oteca. Oteca. Okay. Interesting. So, see, nine. There you go. For example, if I have a keyboard right now, what are you going to do? I'm going to buy another mechanical keyboard that's a different... Type. Different brands, same key switches. There it is. I don't, I don't, different I don't, I don't, feel. <laughs> You're right, actually. It would be different because mine's actually not a mechanical keyboard. Technically, technically it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid system that uh, Razer made. It's like sort of like it's like a hybrid between mechanical and like uh, like I would say. Interesting. Like it's I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like mechanical, but it's not a regular mechanical switch. It, it uses like. A mechanical switch has much higher height, right? So these are these are more down more, but they still have the same click and feel back as like a mechanical keyboard would. Mm-hmm. So I think it's some proprietary system they have. Interesting. Anyway, well, get, mm. getting back to the topic of personal projects, we spent you know fifteen minutes not talking about mechanical keyboards, but um, I think for me, some of the some of my like motivation for doing some projects, right? Yeah, you have the obvious reasons we talked about already, like, you know, learning more, having fun, yada, yada, yada. But I also kind of <laughs> like the idea of, like, for example, one of the big reasons I made my NAS was to help my family, right? So, like, my parents, they have all those photos, like, family photos and stuff they wanted to back up. 
right? So like, yeah, being able to do that, it was fun project for me, and it was a you know big help for them, right? So I got to give them a little bit of a gift, and you know now we can load up our pictures and see them from our TVs and stuff, which is just really really cool. And you know, outside of that, it was just fun for me also, right? It was just just cool to do. Now we have it, you know, we can add things. If I wanted to do like security cameras, I could you know set up some security cameras, run some Ethernet back into my house, get a couple extra um, hard drives, and bam. Now all of a sudden my NAS is going to be doing our home surveillance also, right? So yeah, I can't wait for the, limit. the day limit. four moves out of his house. I can't wait for the day four moves out of his house. And all of a sudden his parents are going to be thinking and be like, um, four, the, the lights aren't working. Uh, <laughs> and every little major, every technical issue is going to be a problem. Just because I know four has that house wired to a T. So... He can never even be kicked out. If he gets kicked out, it's like, all right, well, there goes the house. Like, yeah, dude, I, like... you know, that's actually another thing. I didn't even start thinking about this, but like, I've been running Ethernet now, like through all of my walls, trying to get Ethernet because I, you know, I, I recently bought like a 32 port Ethernet switch, and I've been wiring up my house because, like, Wi-Fi is so slow sometimes, and like, I don't like how it can just like randomly like kick you off Drop. and like, do random stuff. Yeah. So like, I'd like to have like Ethernet ports like around my house that way. Oh, I want to sit down and work. I can just plug into the wall, bam, and I have a hardwired connection and anywhere I am. It's like I started doing that, and, you know, back here by my kind of home office, I've got a couple of Ethernet cords ran, and I've got, like, a six-port Ethernet switch over here. Um, Would you get a 32-port switch? What happened? Would you get a 32-port switch? I think I got a Best Buy. Really? I think so. Add that to the side project list. It was a while uh, ago. Maybe they don't have it anymore, but it was, uh, maybe, like, a year or two ago, I actually only recently got around to setting it up. <laughs> yeah, I probably See, I bought think it two that's years also ago, the other thing. A year ago. Yeah, I think that's the, also the other thing, right? Like we have all these side things, like um, we have in mind too. Like I don't know for, uh, but like me and Nine recently really started getting into more and more like reading, right? Yeah. Like physical books and everything. I'm a big proponent of physical books. I can't do digital books, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I got all these books and everything, and I start and I like turned the page on a couple of them, right? But it's like having dedicated time to just sit and read is like something like i miss ironically now right yeah like i remember when we were in college like we all dreaded that right because first in college they told they told you what to read which was kind of like eh, right but like here it's like now i can read my own stuff like on all these things right like i have a steve jobs book i'm trying to get through right yep. now right and it's like just trying to read through all of that and everything and it's just interesting it's just timing wise you know but, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Go ahead, Nine. What were you saying? I was going to say, um, I think a, a big issue I have is I wish I could read to back then as a kid. I'd be able to, like, open up a book and pretty much just read from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, it, it wasn't even an issue for me. Like, I just can go all the way to the full length and have it done or just, like, pick it up quickly again. Yeah. These days I, I can't. These days um, I think because I there's so many distractions now, yeah. and the fact that like I can like go to a, a little device called my smartphone and get like endless uh entertainment at my fingertips mm-hmm. easily, it's kind of like a it's it's a it's a killer because like it used to be when I read in the kid that was like you read because that was the only thing you could do mm-hmm. really you were just trying to kill time and it just so happened that you really enjoyed the process of reading, but. Now that I have a smartphone, and smartphones exist, um, I could just do the same thing with YouTube for like ten hours. Yeah, it's like we could we could talk about the whole thing. Smartphones have really killed, right? But like, it it's tough. I think smartphone was a good invention for mankind, but at the same time, I think it's really just drawn us away from society for so many other reasons. Books being one example, talking to people being another example, right? Oh, don't uh, worry, I didn't I didn't talk to people before smartphones. Oh, okay, perfect. So. I think you, <laughs> Right. But like social interactions and everything. And, you know, we've talked offline about this so many times. Right. Like how especially now with COVID. Right. Um, We're still in this pandemic for those of you listening out there. Right. Like it's it's just like, man, like social interactions. I'm, I'm afraid to see what social interactions mm-hmm. will look like after this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's terrifying. You have literally students now starting their schooling career remote. Mm-hmm. Right. That's unheard of. Right. They don't have that look and feel. They don't have that terrifying feeling of going into a building their first day, right, and not seeing their parents for seven hours, right? Like, 
when you were when you were a little kid, four or five years old, and you were going to kindergarten and all that, right? That was a terrifying feeling. And now it's like you kind of just attached to the hip with your parents. I don't know how that's really gonna can affect social be, relationships. Can and that be a personal project? Getting better at, I guess, social social interactions. Social interactions. Hmm? Yes, Thoughts. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. I think I think anything could really be a personal project, right? And that is a personal project. In fact, I'll be completely honest with you. One of my whole personal like projects back like years ago, before I even met you guys, it was like high school, right? Yeah. Was to become like a more effective like networker, networker right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like talk to people, open up, right? Because I mean, I'm almost always that like secluded, like in the shell kind of dude. Like I'm doing my thing, right? But like. Like, sometimes social interactions could have been a little awkward, right, in mm -hmm. high school and stuff, right? Because those are your awkward years and, and everything, right? But, you know, opening yourself more, not being afraid to be embarrassed. Like, the amount of times I've been embarrassed and everything, it's insane, right? Mm -hmm. Like, just going through all those pains and everything makes you just stronger, right? Yeah. And, like, now it's kind of like just run into a random person and just start up a conversation. You know, like, that doesn't worry me as much, right? Yeah, the first 10 seconds worries me because I'm like, all right, what do I talk about, right? But, like, after we get on a topic, it's kind of just like, all right, let's go. And I think that one thing that's helped is, like, you know, we talked about this also, right? You know, nine, four, and myself included, right? We have a bunch of bunch of just random domain knowledge about a bunch of random shit. Yeah, we do. Right? <laughs> like, we can, go off, we can go off for two hours talking about the length of a screw, and why it's important we should have the biggest length versus the shortest length, depending on what we do for it, right? Like, I mean, we just did the same thing for mechanical keyboards. <laughs> we literally, yeah, we literally just did that for mechanical keyboards like 10 minutes ago, right? So rewind if you guys want to hear that topic again. And I looked up, by the way, my mechanical keyboard is a G613 from Logitech, nice. right? I, I like what that switch? What switch, damn it! So I don't know what all the specs are on that thing. God but damn it! it. A, but it was a lot of fun to play games with, uh, with when I was playing with 9. Right. So like I, I thoroughly enjoy that keyboard. But um like yeah. We have a lot of random knowledge. We have just yeah, we just have a bunch of random knowledge about it's, it's, stuff, right? It's so it's weird really also because I, I, I realize this a lot, especially during uh, I guess work and during I I guess when I don't interact with you guys, right? Mm -hmm. I realize this a lot when I when I meet new people or meet people through work, how much they, they that tend, random knowledge helps, right? Yeah, not even it helps. That I don't realize I have it because they usually acknowledge it. You know, oh, really? like I, yeah, because they I would be talking about one thing. We have a, like a normal. We start off as a normal conversation. You know, we get you know, send their questions. Where, where you been? How how are you? What's your you know education stuff like that? You know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. starters, right? Then we get into a conversation, and then you know, usually they kind of take control of the conversation, and then by the end of it, I'm like basically explaining uh, it starts with them kind of explaining something to me but it ends with me basically explaining them and like demonstrating them and then they'll be like just sitting there listening and be like where'd you get all this knowledge <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm like i just had it in my, my we, just, we just talk about so many random things <laughs> nine just flashes back to a 3 a.m discord conversation we had and he goes oh shit wow okay well, here, like let me let, this this is exactly where it comes from actually i've just pinpointed it now Two tries mm -hmm. to tell us something, and then me and Nine have to prove him wrong, so we have to Google everything in the world. Yeah. See? That's the best advantage. You have to have that friend who always thinks he's right, you, and your goal in life should always be to prove him wrong. See, that's their personal project, right? Absolutely. My point is just to bring so something up that I'm right, and their point is to prove me wrong, and so that's how we get all this deeper <laughs> and deeper knowledge, right? We make ourselves like for, stronger. Like, for example, I'll tell them the sky is purple, right? Obviously, that's an exaggeration here. But, like, I'll tell them the sky is purple. They'll be like, no, it's not. And I'll be like, well, prove it to me. And then they start Ozone. digging up Reddit articles. Then they start Bam. digging up Reddit and Google <laughs> articles for the next two hours. And then all of a sudden, I get proven wrong. But we've learned a shit ton in that process. Absolutely. Just just like just like how, you know, we learned that you actually can wipe a, a solid state drive with a magnet. Right, guys? I yeah. Not, okay. that, I knew that. We're just beat it with it. <laughs> that is completely my bad. Right. To be fair, I woke up from a nap, but like, <laughs> it's a, but that is a good point. You cannot erase. So are you guys trying it? You can, right? If you k keep it under a magnet for like 18 hours, but like, it's very unlikely that will happen with an SSD. Mm -hmm. And most likely with the higher end SSDs, like you get like a Samsung, like T7 and stuff like that. That shit's not going to happen. Right. So it's like, you're pretty safe on the SSD market, but hard drives. Yeah. Don't do it. Also nine, you will, you'll be inclined to know, um, the Logitech G13 that Tu was just telling us about, it has yeah. these things that are called Romer G switches. 
you know, because I think Cherry yep. MX lost their patent now, so they're open to like anyone can make key switches now. Um, and they are the equivalent of Cherry MX Browns. Hmm. Really? Oh. So like they're not as clicky as Blues, but they're 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 still kind of semi clicky. A tactile quiet switch, switch that requires forty five G of actuation for ch- AKA similar to Cherry MX Browns. Ooh, nice. I like I like Browns or Blues. Sometimes Blues even more. I, I honestly I like clickiness. I, I know a lot of people like hate clickiness because they're like you're annoying everyone. And I'm like, but I want people to know that I'm working. Actually, to be honest with you, I don't hear any of the clickiness on any of my keyboards when I type. Maybe I just zone out of it, right? But, like, I don't hear it. Oh, I, well, I, I, hear, it. I hear everyone can hear my keyboard. Like, I'm sure you guys will hear it oh, right now if I type. I, like, I hear Yeah, I, I hear, I hear it. it four times, right? But, like, when I type myself, they probably hear it, but I don't hear it. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of thing, like, with, like, your own voice. Like, you really don't know what your own voice really sounds like, Right. So it's like maybe you also don't know like what your keyboard clicks sound like, right? Because you should never pay attention to no, it. No, I absolutely so, know what my keyboard sounds like. I, 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 I hear it all the time. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think in my experience, it's kind of like you tend not to acknowledge your keyboard click until one person in your life has acknowledged it. And then, then you can't stop thinking about that. Oh, clicks. 100%. It's like I think out loud. Like you guys see me think out loud and everything, right? And then I had a coworker actually point out that, hey, bro, it's like why are you talking to yourself? And it, it didn't even hit me until he pointed it out, right? And I would have like, just oh, said, why don't you talk to yourself? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Are you that oh, God. <laughs> like, like... Do, you, do you not enjoy yourself as company? That's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, right? So I was like, and even now, like, now that I'm working from home, I've, I've kind of sensed that I've been talking to myself a lot, right? Maybe I'm just going crazy. I maybe am crazy, right? But, like, she was not even talking to us. We're not. We're a fragment of his assassination, and this whole conversation was just with himself the whole time. <laughs> this whole that podcast. Be sc- has been that would be the scariest <laughs> thing I would ever figure out in my life. Honestly, <laughs> that would be the most terrifying thing you guys could do to mess with me. Is like that, that would be the whole... poof one day. It is spooky month, so. Uh, maybe, uh, oh, maybe... I watched that video last night. The spooky dance. Uh, it was good. For those of you who don't know, we'll link it in the description, maybe. But like, it's spooky dance month. Um, you know, a lot of people it. actually have spooky month related personal projects, right? Like think about it like Oh think about mm-hmm. like your, think about like the, the Halloween decorations that people do. I mean, I think that's kind of a personal project. Like that's something you enjoy, oh, you do it all oh, the time. Definitely. I've been talking to this with my friend recently, like the Halloween decorations. So for some people, Halloween decorations is definitely a personal project. The Absolutely. amount of time and money they gotta put and, money. And, money and money and bro. planning. There, no, it's a personal project. It's a side job for some people. I, don't I have a, Absolutely. I have a friend right now who's so big on this. Who, she loves Halloween, right? She's also born in October, so right, like mm-hmm. she'll she's bias. like so a little biased, maybe, bias, right? Bias, but like right. like spooky month, like October is like her month that she does like all this crazy stuff, right? So she has like she like yesterday she sent me a Snapchat, right? She has like spooky nail art that she does, right? And like she's been getting really good at it, like like the things you see on like spooky good. Uh, yeah, like it's like I don't know what I don't know what the reference was from because I'm a dumbass when it comes to pop culture references, right? But like, she had like this nice nail art that said like crime scene on it in like very really like tiny letters and stuff on her nails, and like she did them herself, and I was like, God damn, that's pretty was, damn wait, sick. Was it was it like yellow tape? Yes, uh, yes. That's not a reference. That's just. That's just spooky. This is like no, no, no. Is... I think it was a reference from some from some TV show or movie though. Are you sure? Well, I think just, just her referencing her like police sure crime. Ten letters long. Or maybe I... your nails. Or or again, maybe I'm just no. She doesn't have like super long nails. Like those freak me out, right? But like, uh, she had that stuff like that. She had one the other day where I think this was her, if I'm not wrong. But she had like um, I think it was like like a blood stain, like scream kind of thing painted across her nails, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's like. She had a Spider-Man reference on one of them, too. So, it's like, she's getting really good at all of this stuff, right? And then, like, I'm sure she's already planning, like, her Halloween costumes and stuff like that, right? Like, she goes really big on Halloween and stuff, whereas I go as the same spicy mustard bottle ketchup costume every year Are for the last four years me? now. <laughs> That's funny, man. Wait, wait. Right? Not, to, not, to blow, not to turn the topic off course, but have you guys thought about Halloween in the last couple of days? I've been thinking about it. I have. I actually have, and I have an idea what I want to be, but I, I'm not invited to any parties yet, so I'm figuring it out. <laughs> I'm honestly curious how Halloween's going to work this year with the whole, you know, restrictions and stuff like that. I've heard that a lot of governors are trying to ban trick-or-treating and stuff, and, like, to be honest, like, you know, just thinking about it, like, that's probably the safest event that can happen, like, out of every holiday that occurs right now. Like, 
you can social distance trick or treat. Like, you know, people just have like, I don't know, like a candy bowl and they put their candy out and then you go up and grab it. Right? Or, I, don't even that. I was thinking like, masks, I, like, I was thinking like you get a big old PVC tube in, right? Yeah. From, from, your, <laughs> I saw from this. your front yep. door all the way down to your like the front gate of your house, right? Cross that one kid you don't like, you throw him like a rotten egg down that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, you can hear it go down. You ring the little door. Just give me another personal project. I'm, I'm I'm pitching a personal project with someone out there who's listening. I saw you someone a use a leaf blower to power it. It was like a it was like a candy gun where it was like like pop the candy out the other end. Oh, just oh man, that rotten egg, egg would hit that kid in the face. That would be even better. Like it was pretty. It was pretty cool, honestly. That's there's. Some, I've seen some really cool ideas surrounding this type of stuff, and but I think the main thing, right, is like Halloween this year. We have to admit it's going to be a little different. And then look, for those who don't know, like we're from the states, right? So and we're also New Yorkers, and so for us, it's a really big thing to go see the tree every year in Rockefeller Center, yeah. right? I have no idea how that's even going to play out this year. Like I may actually oh, skip out on the tree sighting this year, right? Just because of I know what the crowds are going to look like. I know what the crowds always have been, yep. right? So it's gonna be it's gonna be different. Maybe I see it from a distance, like in a car, right? Yeah. But like, it's I already, be I already know, I already know, I already fixed that problem for me. It's another person project on my list. I'm gonna recreate the tree. You gonna recreate the tree? <laughs> it's a personal project. Dude, I already, I already I thought I don't how to do. I understand how it. they can do any of the Christmas stuff because like they've already essentially all but canceled New Year's Eve, right? So the whole ball drop stuff, which is you know, they canceled it. Yeah, dude, it's, it's not happening. Like the ball is going to drop, but like. The only people that are allowed to be there is <laughs> is, um, is like media <laughs> and like a select few people that are there just to like make it not look like a ghost wow. town. Wow, I've never actually like that's gonna be weird seeing Times Square just be empty. Yeah, well, I mean, for uh, our entire lives and literally since like forever, like Times Square has been packed, right? Like, I'm just thinking about what are these New like Year's Eve points. shows gonna look like. Like New Year's, like New Year's Eve has been packed. New Year's Eve has been packed in Times Square since like the beginning of time, right? Absolutely. Like. Even when the ball drops in, in, in New Year's Eve, like, you could go back to the 40s when the ball was, like, a mechanical thing that people were, like, tugging down and everything, right? Like, you saw massive amounts of crowds. And, like, I, this is I already know how to fix this. This is easy, too. I can fix this. Thing. You're going to recreate the ball drop in your backyard? That's in the, that's a, let me add that to the list. I wasn't thinking that. Um, <laughs> no, an actual, an actual solution. An actual solution to this, right, would be don't focus too much on this year's crowd, but this would be a good opportunity to re- or revisit the the crowds of the last twenty years, oh. and, and kind of do like a time lapse of like all the crowds throughout the years. You know, that's from, a like, really good idea, Nine. You need to call like all the major news need, channels and get on this right now. Get I got an idea for you. We can recreate the tree in my backyard. <laughs> you could call the new. You should call the New Year's Eve. I think it's a foundation that actually does this in New York City, right? I think yeah. it's called the New York City New Year's Eve Foundation or something like that, right? Call them up and pitch them that idea real quick and see what they go. No, and that is brilliant, dude. That is brilliant. That's brilliant. You're right. My my tree idea is pretty smart. I think the other one's okay, but the tree one's pretty good. New personal project. <laughs> do New Year's Eve. That's it. See, that was not and this is how, and like for those of you, and for those of you who are still listening to our random moments and rants like this, right? It's like this is how side projects are really born, right? Where it's just it's usually us. me coming up with it. And then not fulfilling it. <laughs> or some stupid or some stupid idea that was like far stretching imagination. Like one of my side projects I have right now that I'm thinking about working on, right? And I've had it for a while. And it's all because, you know, um Ford just pointed out to me at a hackathon. He goes, You should build hot dog, not a hot dog. And I wrote it down from that day until now. If you guys know where that's from, that's from Silicon Valley, right? The show on HBO where like they built, so too, have you done it? They build an app. I and still like, haven't done it. Yet. All it does is you can look at it, you can look at food and take a picture of it, and if it's a hot dog, it tells you it's a hot dog via like some machine learning algorithm, and if it's not a hot dog, it just goes not hot dog. And that wasn't That's supposed it. to be the app. It was supposed to be able to identify any food, but you know, obviously, you need the reason they didn't do it was because, quote unquote, I'm not farming all that data. Like, you need like thousands of image images of each type of food. Which reminds me, before I may need to borrow your NAS for this. Just yeah, saying. yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you very much. You can go you use S3 like bag. everybody else. You get a NAS bag filled with pictures of food. Also, to, to recount, uh, what Four said is correct. I'm reading right now. They did cancel the Times Square in-person celebration. Wow. This was back uh, September 23. Mm-hmm. Oh, so actually recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. It's middle of October. Never mind. Yes. Time's flying, guys. Time's flying. But apparently it's canceled, and also um, the Thanksgiving parade will also be only televised only. 
So no yeah, problem. so that one I knew about just because I have a friend who who works at Thanksgiving Parade, mm-hmm. right? So um, that I already knew about. Like he said, like the floats and everything is just gonna be him and the people who are running it, right? So for him this year, he's it's actually easier for him, just because like he doesn't have to fight the crowd that's gonna be on the street as he's directing people through traffic and everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's also bad in a way because like you're not gonna hear anyone. Right, it's gonna be just like the it's gonna be like cars just driving down with big ass. Like they could always just play background noise, right? That's what they've been doing for all the NFL games. I right? know, I know it's kind of weird, right? Football. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have been watching football, but like I've been watching a ton of football lately, and it's like, it's it's weird, right? Because I see all the stands are empty, right? Except for Denver, where they have South Park sitting there, right? I think like, that's the best solution you could come up with. But like, it's like. It it just feels weird to me. Like I I would rather not have them play background noise and actually hear the hits and hear the like play calls and everything, right? But I understand why they're doing the background noise also is because now that you can actually hear uh, people calling plays and everything, the teams actually have to switch up plays every week now, right? Yeah. Most teams already did this. The good teams already did this. But if you're a fan of the Jets like me, right, we did it. Um. So. Sure like, did. So like for us, like. We're already really bad, and so we just got worse this season. I don't know how, but like, it's just weird watching all that background noise really just fill in. At least for me personally. But, I, I but anyway, I think we got really off track here. So let's end off with have. a couple a couple questions real quick, right? Sure. Three main questions I have, right? Okay. First question: If you are doing a technical project, do you open source? Do you not open source? Why or why not? <gasps> Depends. I think it depends on the the, the purpose of their project. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say if it's like I said, on my type of project where it's only selfish uh, <laughs> and there's really you know, it's not useless for anyone else outside of yourself, then no. Why would you? I already see your I already see your copyright license for your open source. Do with this what you will, but don't contact me if there's problems. <laughs> if, <laughs> if it goes on fire sporadically, that's not my problem. Okay, that's your problem. Like. <laughs> But I think if it's uh, if it's some sort of side product that you think can really benefit a lot of people, even even if it's something not even like life changing, just something that you think benefits someone out there, anyone that has a market, mm-hmm. yeah, open source it. I mean, like a worst case scenario, um, no one uses it, and you know you're still out there, you still get credit for creating something. Best case scenario, you get a couple of like minded individuals who want to expand it, improve it, and uh, you know benefit a lot of people in the process. I would say nine out of ten times, I'm not open sourcing it. Simply because it's so much work to upkeep with an open source project. That's fair. That's you, sim- do have that's to, you do have to maintain it. it. it it's like it's like a like a basically like another, I guess, uh, group you have to maintain. It's like, like a, hey, like we found these issues. Can you please fix them? Let's let's do this. Let's do that. Or like you know, oh, I've opened a pull request. Like, can you now review all of my code before you merge it to make sure I didn't do anything like malicious or bad? It's also, like, with a lot of things on the internet, you got to make sure it's not no one's like you know trolling you. Yeah, so you got to exactly. make sure that actually. It's, so it's a lot of work. work. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, me personally, I'm a big proponent of the open source community. I would contribute to another open source project. Would I open source one of my own projects? Like nine, like you said, unless I feel like it's gonna really impact like thousands of people. And I'm saying thousands, right? Like mm-hmm. my base minimum was like, will it affect at least a thousand people? Is I guess the question I will ask, which is a small amount of people, right? Then yeah. I'll open source it. If it's not going to affect a thousand people, then I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I'm not going to do it. True. So that's right. kind of that's kind of my mentality on the open source kind of thing. But I will definitely be more than yeah, happy to contribute to open source projects, right? Absolutely. I agree. And like, and go with that. Like, all right. Next question. Expanded skill set. What skills have you guys have actually learned from your random projects that you guys have done? Random personal projects. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up first. So I think for me. I learned a lot about uh, computer networking through my NAS and home server. I learned a lot about IoT and, I guess, electronic components and circuitry and engineering and motors through all of my different, you know, like RFID, like locking systems and that kind of makes you a ventilator project I talked about and, you know, more about circuitry, soldering and different components and sensors and stuff through, you know, thinking about how I can make my sprinklers get connected to the internet and how I'm working on this kind of um, internet-connected water, uh, like, leak detector, water detector. So, I mean, for me, most of my skills that I've picked up now come in the form of, you know, that, you know, basically the the whole IoT circuitry, microcontroller, microcomputing, you know, networking a little bit, 
And then, you know, based on the new security certifications, just, you know, some more, I guess, like background to my cybersecurity skill set. That's fair. Nine, what about you? Um, a lot of times when I do personal projects, I do it in the pursuit of learning a skill. So nine out of 10 times, if the way I just for myself take on a project, it's because I know it's going to actually improve uh, a skill set, mm-hmm. right? And actually pursue me and pushes me. For a lot of times, I, I feel like I wouldn't know a skill unless I take a project about it. So that's pretty much how I learn my teach myself web design, taught myself mobile mm-hmm. uh, design, uh, taught myself like uh, scripting, Python, uh, small network servers with like Raspberry Pis, mm-hmm. um, basically how to maintain a server and upkeep it. I did all these. I learned all these skills basically purely based on the projects that I did. So I would say in terms of expanding my skill sets, it was mostly all due because I did a project. Interesting. And two, what about you? you yeah, in my case, really for the expanded skill sets, it's really just, I say some soft skills have really improved, right? Like I know some side projects we work on, I kind of take on like the organization role, right? So I kind of like take on like the Jira board management or the Confluence page management and stuff like that, right? And I enjoy that stuff, right? So I love expanding on those skill sets. In terms of technical skills, you know, just like nine, right? Most of my tech, most of my side projects, I like kind of want to learn something and I kind of want to go through that process of learning it on my own, even though like I could just Google it. I want to like learn it on my own and get better at it. And so that's where I've really picked up like the Flutter mm-hmm. framework, for example, um, and more recently like JavaScript. Um, believe it or not, like I've never really done JavaScript until like maybe about a month ago. Except for that one hackathon, and, am I right? Ba-boom. Yeah, except for that. Yeah, besides <laughs> that one hackathon and which for the hackathon, it clicked with me easily because I came from Java to Node, which is really like pretty standard. But like now doing like front end, like React development and everything, it was drastically different and a different like set of experiences, even with my Flutter knowledge, right? So that was for me. But final question I have and then... I think we're out of time on the podcast, but the final question I have is what have you guys actually learned about yourselves while working on these side projects? It's more of a philo- philosophical, deeper question. I, I can start this one. Sure. I think I learned really quickly from these projects that I work really well if there's some sort of organized workflow, right? Or mm-hmm. some pressure, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I like trying to learn a skill, Right. Let's say I'm trying to learn a new language or learning a new, uh, I guess, library. Right. If mm-hmm. I try to go the you know the route that most people take, do a tutorial, you know, stuff like that, do a course. Yeah. I don't really. I don't feel like I really learn. I feel like I, I will learn the basics of it and maybe learn one or two things, memorize it. But I feel like I wouldn't actually learn it. And most of the times, I kind of like drop the course or don't go all the way. Right. Do the yeah. other things. But if it's turned into a project something that f- heavily focuses on the language or the library that I'm trying to learn, I tend to not only learn it, but I also tend to learn it way better and be able to utilize it in different projects and utilize and really know how to understand it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So from these projects, I think a lot of things I learned about myself is that I, I need some sort of pressure, right? Like get this project done within this time frame, and I need some sort of organized flow, like some realistic environment, not just learning a course through like tutorial it needs to be some sort of practical thing all right nine how about this then ready if you don't finish your personal project by the end of next week i'm gonna come over and punch you in the face got it i'm emailing the Times square alliance for my <laughs> my proposal on now <laughs> and uh, i'll hopefully get it done before i get punched in the face <laughs> you just see an email go out tomorrow all right, New Year's Eve has been pushed to October 17th. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. We, we will be doing this immediately. Like, Oh, no, my punch to the face is coming soon. <laughs> it's inevitable. All right, then I guess for me, um, I hate these philosophical questions, by the way, but... Um, <laughs> That's why I asked them. Are you a monkey or you're a pawn? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but, Are you but, a curious or a... I can't think of anything else. <laughs> I think that I've learned that I just like to kind of work on a broad spectrum of stuff. Like, you know, I just, I, I have such a, a wide variety of interests, like even just within like CS, because I would consider pretty much everything. I, all of my major hobbies kind of revolve around CS, but they're different enough that they don't feel the same, right? Like if I'm working on my NAS and I'm doing networking stuff or I'm trying to set up user accounts and kind of do some type of network administration, like, that feels different mm-hmm. than if I'm sitting here 
and I'm soldering this water meter together, uh, this water detector together to try and get this freaking 9 volt battery to power my 3.3 volt Arduino so that way I don't fry it, right? Like, yeah. There's, I don't know, it, they're just, they're, they're, they're closely related in terms of their actual field. They'd both be considered, I think, computer engineering to some degree, but mm-hmm. they're not the same at all. So, like, I don't know, I think that I've just discovered that I have a very wide liking in terms of what I do. You know, I like to program, I like to work with the hardware, I like to work with you the like network stuff, I like, like, I like to, like, like to do cybersecurity and hacking and whatnot, and he like likes to be too wrong on a lot of technical topics. What happened? I he likes to prove too wrong on a lot of technical topics. I do. That is true. It's big. Probably my biggest. We all like actually. that. Though. That should be its own branch of software engineering. Proving too wrong. It, yes. It's 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 improved. It's expanding. I promise you. <laughs> all right, and then yeah. Did you go yet? I, nah. So then, I guess for me, really, um, what was it, like what I really learned about myself is you know, it's a tough question, right? It's like I learned that I'm more lazier than I thought I was. Right, I'll be honest with you guys there, right? Because like, don't really feel like doing a couple things, but then I get like this sudden burst of motivation, and then I just gotta go and do it. Whether it's three o'clock in the morning or whether it's like two in the afternoon, right? I'll just sit down and just hardwire myself to it and just get it done, right? I think for me, on the whole, what I've really learned about myself is just that I've been I enjoy like for you said, right? I have a very like in varied variety of interests, right? Not only in technical but also outside technical. Absolutely, yep. And it's kind of just like, for me, one thing I have to work on for myself right now is just balancing the time to dedicate to each one of those, right? Because, you know, we all feel like there's more time than there actually is. And unfortunately, there's not. And I guess I got to be really more selfish about my time now, right? Like instead of helping more people, right? Which I also thoroughly enjoy doing, right? I love helping people and everything also. But like, I think I got to take more selfish time out for myself to really just expand on all my interests, right? Yeah. And maybe that's something I'll focus more on maybe next year or the year after, right? Because it's just been really all over the place with that. But yeah. And so guys, I guess, I think we're at time, yep, right? We are Correct time. me if I'm wrong. Um, but guys, this has been personal projects and basically, I guess, how you can get started with them, what your interests are with them. And I guess a brief intro into mechanical keyboards. <laughs> and we've been the 429 podcast we enjoy you guys listening to us this is a guy this guys this has actually been episode 16 of our regular sunday episode so you guys are still listening out there thank you guys so much we appreciate you guys closing out month right. number four here if you can believe it i know four yeah. months we've actually hit this is it's an interesting insane milestone right um we have something exciting planned for the one year right so stick with us and i <laughs> promise you it'll all pay off when we hit the one year mark right but um maybe would that, would that be <laughs> With that being said, guys, we've been the 429 Podcast. Check us out on social media, but I'm two. I'm nine. I'm four, and we will see you on TechCast Friday. Keep your ears open. I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to definitely be a good one. <laughs> no worries. All right, Bye, later, guys. guys. Bye.